BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's up, family? Thank you for tuning in to the Dream Nation podcast. My name is Casanova. I'll be your host, and I'm excited to be bringing to you entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and trailblazers from around the world. Stay locked in with us because we're about to go on a journey that will change your life. What's up, Dream Builder? We are back again, and we have an episode today that I'm excited to bring to you because we're going to talk all things mindset. We're going to talk money. We're going to also talk living a life by your design and so the guest that we have today i mean this guy i've been following him for probably what i told you before we got on air this is four or five years ago that i first learned about you from a good buddy jeff Cohn. but then you've been a part of some of the biggest masterminding and just teaching men and women how to create a life by their design so without further ado i want to go ahead and welcome my brother to the stage mr rock thomas rock you want to go ahead and say what's up to dream nation Hey, what's up, Dream Nation? You know, uh, I've learned that in life, if you don't rock your money, then it's really hard to rock your life. And it's not about the money, it's uh, what money gives you, which it gives you choices. And when you have choices, then you can work on yourself, you can help more people, you can have more fun, you can live a free life. So I'm a big uh, proponent of rocking your money. I love it. I love it. Now, I always love to make sure we give the proper introduction to every guest. And the way that I do that is I compare us as entrepreneurs to superheroes. Why? Is because we're constantly flying around the world. I know you are. And we're putting on our cape and we're trying to solve some of the world's biggest problems. And so a lot of the times what we do know is who Superman is. We see the S on the chest and we see him flying around, but we don't necessarily know who that Clark Kent is behind the scenes. And so for anybody who's followed your Instagram or they've seen you on any type of social media, they see that Superman Rock Thomas on the front end, but tell us behind the scenes, who is Rock Thomas's Clark Kent? Oh, that's an interesting question. Um... You know, I, I tell people that when you pay the price of practice in private, you perform in public like a pro. And what that means to me is that, you know, you, when you're consistent as a human being, you don't have to perform and get all nervous about what's going to happen when you go out and put on the cape. So I do my best to be as consistent as possible. But what I hear you saying is that probably I'm a little bit more introverted than what people would think. I enjoy my time uh, alone. Uh, I have a little dog, a golden doodle that um, I hang out with and really enjoy that. I'm a simple person. I love being at home. I have a cornhole at the backyard and I will just wander out once in a while and play cornhole by myself and just kind of 
get into a meditative state. I work out about four to six hours a day. So I'm a very physical person and I use uh, meditation through yoga as a way to center myself. And when I say workout, it might might include four hours of golf, right? Um, Or an hour and a half of biking or two hours of hiking um, or going to the gym three times a day. So I'm a physical person and I'd say at this stage of my life, Casanova, I'm more of a spiritual person than I am a um, materialistic person. So I help people materialize the things that they want in their life, wherever they are in that process. Because I think if you look at Maslow's hierarchy of needs, it's really hard to be spiritual for a lot of people until they can pay their bills. Right. And that's, that's not true for everybody. Um, but if you want to be successful in the world, the material world, we do live in a material world. And so you might as well win the money game so that you have those choices I talked about before, and then you can do whatever you want. You want to go and open 17 more businesses like Grant Cardone and, and crush the world. Uh, great. You want to be more spiritual or you spend more time with your kids. Those choices are more available when you win the money game. So I start there. But when I'm alone or at home, I'm more of a spiritual person. Love it. I love it. I appreciate you being transparent about it. So for let's take it back a little bit. When you now you've become comfortable with being by yourself. But I think, you know, they say I I read this and I'm gonna butcher it a little bit, but they say the scariest place is to have Pete or the scariest place is to be in a room with your own thoughts. Right. Like for a lot of people, they struggle with that. Yeah. Talk to me about when you were a kid or how did you come to the point that you became comfortable? Was this always your thing that you were kind of more introverted or did you go through a phase where you didn't necessarily know your identity in life? Well, you've seen my Goalcast video and that talks about the fact that when we when we all grew up, we're given labels. There's suggestions from other people. And they are many times not designed to empower us, but more to control us or disempower us. So my brother called me pizza face because he was shorter than I, and he was intimidated because my father married his mother. And with a new powerful male presence in the house, he figured that my father would favor me. And so he was going to do what he could to level the playing field. When in fact, my father was tougher on me because he wanted to make sure that the other children didn't feel alienated and that there was going to be special treatment. So I got it tough from my brothers and sisters and I got it tough from my father. So I became the male version of Cinderella in my house. So I guess I became the Cinderella man. But the fact of the matter is, is I got, like you talked about before, I got my fair share of adversity. And so who builds the muscle? I did. Who became the most successful, you know, in the material world? I did. Who wrote books and audio programs and transforms a lot of lives? I did. Who worked for me? My brothers and sisters, all half of them worked for me. I employed them in my different businesses. So when you are subject to adversity, I say that in life, if you do it, it's difficult. In other words, you're willing to grow. You're willing to put yourself out there. You're willing to say yes to things that, that, that you don't know about. You're willing to do the unfamiliar. When you put yourself in that place, it requires courage. But when you do it, you get to expand your identity. And the people that are struggling, any of your listeners here, if you're struggling, I can guarantee you, you have this part of you that is trying to find the easy way, the path of least resistance. You're trying to stay comfortable. 
You're not visiting with the unfamiliar, right? You're brushing your, 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 you're brushing your teeth with the same way. Sometimes I just change it up left hand just so my brain has to search for a new neural connection. Sometimes I get into my car from the passenger seat and climb over the gear shift, etc., just so that my brain has to go. You don't get to go in the easy way all the time, right? What if your car was parked up against somebody and they parked way too close to you and you physically couldn't get in, right? I'm like, game on. Let's go in through the passenger side. I get to experience right. a new neural connection instead of being pissed and blaming. The victim Casanova is simply this. Everybody plays the victim card. And when you play the victim card, what you do is you give up your power to the outside circumstances. And so why would you do that? Why would you voluntarily give up your power? Because you don't know a better way. But what if you looked at everything was a teacher? Everything was an opportunity for you to create a new neural connection, a possibility, a way for you to laugh, play, be entertained, right? You get locked out of your house while it's raining. What, what can you do? How can you enjoy the moment? So I've become better and better at pulling the victim card out less and less. And I found that I'm much happier and more fulfilled. And when you do that, you fall into harmony with the universe because the harmony, the universe is kind of like, well, we can't piss him off. No matter what we do, he doesn't get pissed off. So right. why would we even try anymore? Let's send him some good stuff and be in harmony with him. And so my life has just gotten better and easier. Last year, I had my best year ever. This year, I've already knocked that out of the park. I'm moving into a dream home. It's just like, Life just keeps on getting better when you start to look at those little things and dial in and stop resisting what most people are resisting, which is to perform in private, to do the rituals and routines so that you can serve the rest of the world when you're in public. I love it. I love so much value already. That right there can change someone's day, which can change their week, which can change their month. And of course, that can change their year so they can start to change their life. So thank you. I want to take it back though, where now you can see that you have this aura about you, that the confidence, the self-awareness, it's all there. But when you first started, obviously you didn't have that. So for somebody hearing it now, they say, okay, that's great. But where do I start? Do I start in church? Do I start with with goalcast videos, as he mentioned, where do I start to become more self-aware and start to let go of the victimhood and become a victor? Yeah, nice. I would say that, you know, one of my mentors said this to me, he says, how you do anything is how you do everything. So let's say you have a job working at McDonald's and your job is to sweep, you know, the, the floor and clean the tables. And you're thinking this isn't really very important. So you're bored and you're you, you don't give it meaning, so you do an okay job. My suggestion is this, and I learned this from my father. He says, whatever you do, do it to the best of your ability. If you're going to sweep, sweep it like the queen is about to come in there, right? Give it meaning, give it importance. And because as you do that, you get to keep the muscle. I remember visiting, um, you know, when you go shopping and there's somebody that bags the, the groceries for you. And this one guy was very lackadaisical and, you know, not that interested, et cetera, et cetera. And then a couple of days later, I came in, there was this guy, he was just like, he had a system and he was all fired up about it. And he was boom, boom, boom. And he was smiling to me and asking me questions. And can I bring these out to your car, sir? And so I was inspired to give him a tip. Yeah. And so I asked him, I, I was here the other day and there was this guy who was a little bit different than from you. And I'm noticing, he goes, 
I make up this game that I'm competing with the guy over there packing and that I have to win and that if I could do it in an efficient way and if I was able to connect with somebody and add value to them and make them smile and bring the bag out to the car and make their day, he goes, it just excites me to do that and I can win everything that I do. And so it made me think that who benefits, who becomes a better person for their next job? The guy who's didn't give it meaning and mediocre or the guy who made a game up and decided to give it meaning and to serve. And that's so my father taught me to do that. And so you get to bring that part of you to your next job. And so you're already prepping for the next job. And so wherever anybody is to answer your question, Casanova, whatever you're doing, do it with passion. Do it like it's the most important job. Do it like you can make a difference by smiling and giving somebody a coffee and, and telling them, Casanova, I, you know, I love the way you, you, you shave your goatee. That looks super cool, man. And you got, you know, you have this, this gentle but powerful smile. Man, I don't know where that comes from, but you were doing some soul work. I can feel it, brother. Right? Right. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc i love it i love it and it's so powerful and you know what i was thinking about when you said that was people don't think about the the aura that you really bring into a room when you do that, because you're only thinking about me, 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 but other people, just like you said, it's contagious, it's infectious, right? So when I, if I'm in there and I'm that person that's bagging the groceries and I'm like, no, 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 I'm good. I don't need a tip, but I just have a great day. You walk out of there with a smile. You walk out of there ready to pump up someone else's day. And now you're telling stories, right? You're like, I remember this guy, right? It's similar to, what happens at the the Starbucks line, right? When you pay it forward and then yeah. someone else is like, I got to pay it forward. And it just makes this world a better place. So it's if everybody had that type of ownership for their own energy and their own efforts, it's crazy what this world would be on a daily basis, right? So I love that you brought that up. And I love that you shared a story like that because somebody else could say, okay, I am about to go sweep these floors, but right now I'm going to make a game out of it. Right. I'm going to figure out a way. And, and yeah, that's just it's amazing. So thank you for sharing. And um, by the way, Casanova, can I yeah. add something to that? Yeah, I could tell you about four or five different jobs that I did. One of the sweeping floors that I became partners in a restaurant. I took flying lessons when I was 15 and I was so enthusiastic about it that my instructor uh, offered for me to become an owner of the plane at 15 years old, I own 10% of a plane, got my pilot's license before my driver's license. When I was working um, in the airlines, I got four promotions in three months and was running the entire department 
from flight attendant to running, running the department. And many of my masterminds I've started, I worked for free for months and then got hired by the rest of the group around me as CEO. So if you just show up and add value, like people are waiting for things to be handed to them, just go into an environment, go anywhere, go and walk into a restaurant, start picking things up and cleaning and, and you go, Hey, you don't work here. You go, I know, but I'm just helping out. I feel, I love the energy here. And one day I'd like to work here. Hi, my name's rock. How you doing? Right? Like be bold, be bold right. and serve, be bold and serve. And you'll be amazed. The world lacks so much talent. The world is screaming for talent and talent to me is talent pushes non-talent doesn't push. If you got to run after your employees and say, Hey, could you get the dust in the corner? Hey, could you move that thing on the shelf? No, pay attention, be aware, add value, push, bring your energy, show up, be playful, serve. The world will respond to that because it's desperately looking for people like that. Oh, absolutely. So again, so much value. Now, anybody watching or listening at this, you can see why I was super excited. Is that, that right there where you said though, talent pushes, right? And you think of guys like LeBron James or any of the major athletes, that's what they do. They push everybody to elevate their game. The great late Kobe. That's where we hear all of the stories about how Kobe was up at 3 a.m. So other guys who was just getting into the league or that game that you had to face Kobe, you know Kobe's up at 5 a.m. So you need to be up at 4. But then you find out Kobe's up at 3, so you can't even <laughs> sleep. <laughs> Can't keep playing against Kobe. He's, he's different. It's, this is a different level here. Yeah. But it's talent pushes. I'll never ever forget that. Well, and Elon Musk. Else. Elon Musk was asked, "How do you encourage an entrepreneur?" And his answer was, "If an entrepreneur needs encouragement, they shouldn't be an entrepreneur, right?" right? So we need. There's this force inside. People ask me, like, where does energy come from? Like, how do you have so much energy? And a lot of people, when you ask them that are struggling, you're like, well, I get energy when I eat food, uh, when I sleep. And I'm like, bullshit. Sleeping doesn't give you, when was the last time you slept and you woke up? Yeah, fully excited. No. When was the last time you ate something and you went, okay, I'm going to climb the mountain now. No. Energy comes from vision. Think about it. When you saw that girl across the bar and you thought, oh my God, I want to date her. You had movement in your body, your heart rate increased, and you were activated. When you right. thought about building a business or when you think about interviewing some of the people you've interviewed here and you visualize it and they're about to come onto your show, you become alive. Energy is produced. It's an inside job. And you don't, you have enough fuel in your body, Casanova, to keep you going for at least two weeks, maybe three, maybe four. You don't need to eat anything. A little bit of water and you could go with the right vision Yes, the right vision, yes. save people, make a difference, feed the hungry, do something bold. You don't need any fuel. You need a vision that you're freaking connected to and that's where energy comes from. And guess what? Most people don't have a vision. They don't, mm. they don't know what they want. They're afraid to go for it. So you gotta surround yourself with other people like Elon Musk and those people. You know how cool it must be being around Elon Musk? I'd right. love to spend oh, some yeah. time with this guy, right? This guy fires rockets freaking on the weekend like come on right are you kidding me right so yeah so that's the that's a great nugget right there that he said and i hope someone catches this is if you don't know your vision or right now you don't feel like you have a vision surround yourself with other people who do and borrow theirs until you get your own 
right? Because if you hang around, just the, the, the saying, right? You are the sum of the five people, seven people, three people that you hang around the most, right? And if you hang around enough entrepreneurs that are launching businesses and telling you about whether it's real estate or e-commerce or whatever it is, you're, it's going to be contagious because there's all positivity surrounded by it. And on top of that, just like Jim Rohn says, like you learn from other people's mistakes. And if somebody else has messed up for the last five years and now you feel like you got a shortcut because they've told you all of their mess ups, now you gotta be thinking, oh man, this is, I see what he did and now he's successful, but I also see what not to do. Now I got a shortcut path on this. Then a year and a half, I made it. Right. And so I love it. So another great nugget. And I hope somebody really takes it and applies that to life. Surround yourself around people who have a vision. If you don't feel like you do as of yet. So I remember powerful, my brother, I remember Casanova when I was a real estate agent back in the early nineties and I was struggling in real estate at this one office that I was at. And then that year I, I moved my way up the charts and became the number one agent. I went from one sale to 32 and then I changed offices and I walked into that office on January the 6th and I saw on the sales board, one agent already had six sales in six days, six sales. And I had 32 in an entire year. So I'm like, okay, this guy does 365 in a year at that pace. And I was like, I'm home. I want to be around badasses and I got fired up and I got inspired and I started to chase and chase and chase. It took me four years, but I became the number one agent in that office. And then I mm -hmm. bought the company and I took it from 300 million and 94 agents to 275 agents and over $1.3 billion a year in sales. And I kept on chasing. And then I hung out with Dave Linegar. If you don't know who that is, that's the guy who owns Remax, right? And I got to right. hang out with him in Hawaii. He flew me up there first class, stay in a six-star hotel and drink rum and Cokes with this guy. And by the way, you never want to compete with him in that department because he will crush you. He can drink all night long. And every time I leveled up into a new peer group and a new peer group. And now I own a couple of Keller Williams and Keller Williams is the largest real estate organization in the world. And, you know, I know you're part of EXP and EXP is, you know, maybe the next uh, golden child, but it's an exciting world. And there are great people in all these organizations. But one thing for sure is they push. They push they for push. their own greatness and the greatness of people around you. And I think, and this is maybe a great question for you is, you know, you, you mentioned Kobe or LeBron. Do you think that those guys enjoy being pushed? Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. absolutely. Talent absolutely. loves to be challenged, oh, right? Yeah. People sure. that, are, that are struggling often can't handle the adversity. And I got a metaphor here for you. Is so is a tree that grows in beautiful soil and flourishes. It's because it has rich soil called support. It has the sun called encouragement. And it has the wind called challenge. Now, if you don't have any balance, you have dry soil, you're in a desert, you don't grow as a human. If you don't have any encouragement, I was coaching this one guy who is a high-level tennis player, coaching him in business, and he told me about his career, um, almost like he was, I guess you call it NCAA or whatever level, like top 300 in America. He wasn't like the greatest, but he had an opportunity. But his father never encouraged him. His father supported him, gave him lessons. His father challenged him and said, practice harder, do more, do more, do more. 
but he never encouraged me. He never said, good job. He never said, hey, that was a rough game. You had a bad, tough day. You'll be better tomorrow. And he quit because you need sunlight in your life. Now, take LeBron James or take um, Mike Tyson. They had plenty of adversity. So they can handle challenge like you and me, right? You and I can handle challenge. We're used to it. So we grew up with a lot of crosswinds, storms, tornadoes, and we grew roots that were strong. So you can't fuck with us, pardon me, right? Because we are going to rise to the occasion. But when you're going to coach and you're going to level people up, the best way to do it that I've learned after years of this Casanova is if I come from my model of the world and only challenge somebody who grew up with a ton of encouragement and support, they're going to wilt like a flower. I got to give them the right amount of challenge, but I also have to give them the right amount of encouragement and support. So as a leader of hundreds and hundreds of salespeople, I'm always filtering for, Hey, how am I going to drive Casanova? Well, Casanova, I know his story. I know he can handle my challenge. Make sense? Right. right. But somebody else who grew up where mom did their homework for them and made them, you know, a little love note and a lunch pail and, and picked them up after school and put an umbrella up when it was raining, right? This person, I might have to give them more encouragement and support and just a little bit of challenge to get the most out of them. So isn't it fascinating that your past can predict how you are motivated and if you lacked adversity, a lot of adversity may take that person out. And so how do you build a great sales team is you understand their model of the world. I love it. And just for somebody else who's looking and, and the thing and understand that what I also what I also heard out of that is you have to be willing to adapt. Right. A lot of people, they aren't willing to adapt to whatever the change is. Right. Just like you said, and I coach my son in basketball. So, right. And every kid has a different background. CJ, I'm always, you know, on him, but I do give him encouragement. One of the best quotes that I always say um, is something that started swirling a little under a year ago around social media. And I saw it and it said, uh, if I didn't come from a wealthy family, a wealthy family must come from me. Well, for me, everything that I always hear, I try to really put it into what could be into my heart, soul, how I am. And so what I did was I actually tweaked it a little bit. And my mantra is if I didn't come from a loving father, a loving father must come from me. And so I'm so big on that. My two kids are, are everything to me. And it's just, but again, it's for me understanding that not every kid is going to be the same. So when I'm coaching, it's just like what you said, you have to learn a little bit more about them. You have to understand that there has to be a connection there for people to trust you. And then obviously they get to know you. And then hopefully in the end, they like you. But if, if they don't trust you in the beginning, you never get to that point. So understanding if you're building out a team just like you said uh be willing to understand their story i think that's very powerful i love so, that that you know if if it didn't come to you it has to come from you that's so right. wise and a lot of my journey has been around um how do you change your identity like for, i went from pizza face to ruggedly handsome i went from working hard to working smart i went from being the type of person that was shy and dyslexic to a public speaker. And so we can all evolve. You need to borrow somebody else's belief in you sometimes. I remember when Wayne Jordan, who was my real estate mentor, walked up to me and he says, you know, the principles of real estate don't change. You need to get leads, you need to find clients, and then you need to handle objections to convert sales. But the tactics change with technology. So social media has changed and revolutionized real estate, as you know. So he goes, your tactics, quite frankly, 
suck. Your effort and the principles of what you're putting in are fantastic. But if I can help you change your tactics, then you can be number one. And sure enough, he helped me do that. And so most people are not aware that those two principles, the laws of behavior don't change. Have a morning routine, have an evening to review how you showed up, review the film of yourself, get feedback from other people that are really, really good in your business, have the courage to be vulnerable. That never changes. But the tactics in life are changing so quickly because of technology that a lot of people are getting left behind. And I don't know if you have, you know, older or more experienced realtors in your business or you know of, a lot of them resist change. Like, oh, not another software. Oh, not TikTok now. Oh, not this. And they're hanging on to the past. And what they're doing is they're shrinking their world, like most people do, instead of becoming unfamiliar, right? Going to the unfamiliar. Your past will become your future unless you create new unfamiliar territory. Think about this, Casanova. If I said to you, you're going to go on stage in front of all of your best mentors and you're going to show them how to tie your shoe. Are you nervous? Yes or yeah. no? Yeah. Well, I, I, let me say that. Let me say this. If we're talking about just tying a shoe, no. But when you're talking about your mentors, obviously you want to impress. Okay. Just tying a shoe. No. Right. Because your brain looked into your memory files and it said, can I do right. this? And you had thousands of references. So you're like, I'm good to go. Right. Right. But if I said to you, you're going to um, describe, um, you know, Newton's law of inertia in front of Elon Musk. Now that's a different story. Your brain goes, oh, hold on a second here. I don't remember that from high school. Uh, that's not going to work out too well. Uh, right. So this right. is what people do. So I have this phrase is say yes and figure it out later. What's the worst thing that could happen if you tried to go out there in front of Elon Musk and you did your best. You swept that freaking floor with passion. You said, I don't know anything about this law, but I'll tell you what, I'm fired up to be here in front of you, Elon Musk, and I want to work for you one day. Can I tie your shoe? Because that I know how to do, and I bet you you can teach me about this theory. Come on, what's the next rocket going? Come on, come on, come on, right? You can do whatever you want. Right. You can bring your energy, your love, your playfulness, and you would at least have a connection. Maybe you would fail miserably, but you'd never freaking forget it. Right. And that would be an experience in your life, right? So Absolutely. It's, it's about for if you want a new future, you want a new bank account, you want a new body, you've got to say yes to things that you've never said yes to before. And I know it sounds so simplistic, but people are like, well, yeah, okay, I know I got to work out. No, you got to work out in ways that maybe are fun or silly. Like I did a Zumba class with my two daughters and my mother. I was the only guy in the class. I felt like a, uh, totally out of place. But by the time I got to the end, I was grooving. I was feeling pretty good. I'm hanging out with all the babes, having a great time laughing and feeling fully alive. And, and we, we bonded. It was an experience, yeah. right? And I know I'm going off on a tangent, but you're getting me fired up oh, here, Casanova. Good. Oh, absolutely. It's good. That's what life's all about is the experiences, right? Like you said in the beginning, like I'm at a stage in my life where it's no longer about materialism right uh it's no longer about the cars the houses any of those things it's about having peace it's about being you know fulfilled with my own spirit and we all go through those different phases in life right and what we find is that everything was an experience we experienced that phase in life and either we liked it or we didn't like it but we're ready to experience something new 
And so I think that that's very powerful. Again, another nugget of what someone else can say, okay, where am I at? What do I want in this phase in life? But what do I want in this next phase in life? What do I want to experience? Who do I need to become to experience that? So again, so much wisdom. Uh, this is why I was excited to bring you on. And anybody who's seeing or listening at this, you can hear it. Uh, just great energy and so much wisdom. Now let's talk about the money game, right? Because that's where you've been able to help people. I mean, you've helped people build to a million and help people build from a million to 10 million and even upwards of that. So talk to me about where do you think most people struggle in the money game right now? Because we're right now, depending on when you're watching this or listening, we're just in or, or coming out of a pandemic. So a lot of people right now, they don't know what to do about this money, right? They don't know, like, should they be saving? Are you someone that says, no, don't save. Even if you have a lot of debt, you should be looking to invest first. What do your philosophies look like in this? Yeah, great question, Casanova. So remember, the principles don't change, but the tactics mm -hmm. do. So we have been taught, and for a lot of people, it's not their fault that they're not where they want to be because they were taught from a very young age to be a consumer. You got your piggy bank and you were told to save your little money and then do what? Smash it and buy your first bike or whatever. You were taught to save money, to spend money. Fundamentally, on a very, very unconscious level, that's what people are doing. And then the canvassing starts in high school and college. Get a phone, get some fancy purses, get a, you know, spend your money, look good on Friday night, have fun on the weekend. You know, school's boring, blah, 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 college, party you know, like a rock star. And because you can get student debt, basically just by raising your hand and saying, I'm gonna to go to college. And then you end up gradu graduating from college where 63% of people do not use their degree now. So you're basically like, it's like me saying to you, Casanova, in order for you to have a podcast, you need to go get your welding um, degree on how to weld. You'll never use it, but you need to invest the money, the time, the energy, become a welder, and then have that debt while you become a pocket it doesn't make any sense but we no. do it so what happens right. if you're lucky you know you're around 24 25 you now already have a debt and you have a car maybe an apartment and you've borrowed some money maybe from your folks and now you're trying to get a job and maybe you get a job as a ups driver because you can't get a job with your degree blah 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 or maybe you never even went to college you didn't have that opportunity like myself and you've got some job you know, making minimum wage, working in restaurants, busboys, bartenders, hustling, etc. Getting your mid twenties, late twenties, maybe you get a kid, maybe you get in a relationship. Now you got you got other responsibilities. So I take people through how to win the money game is Robert Kiyosaki's cash flow quadrants. And for those people that don't know it, is there's four of them. One is you're an employee. And one is you're self-employed. That's on the left side, ninety for 95% of the population. It's a skill set to be on that side, a certain skill set. Then on the other side is business person investor, which is about 5% of the population. And it's a completely different set of skills. So if you want to migrate from being locked into a job or having a job and trading time for money, you've got to develop things like how to hire, train, fire, motivate, run meetings, inspire, cast a vision, etc., or you'll never last. The reason that people even like yourself, when you're in real estate, the first hire is your administrative assistant. Most people don't know how to hire. So when they hire, they hire the broke agent down the hallway or their neighbor that just got unemployed, doesn't have the right skill set, 
isn't the right person. They put them in the position. They don't train them properly. And then they fail. And then they go, nobody can do it like me. And they play the victim because they didn't have the right skill set to migrate to the other side of the cash flow quadrant. So I take people through that journey and we create an identity, Casanova, in each of the quadrants. Who are you as an employee? Do you sweep the floor really well? Do you do the paperwork well? Do you take ownership to fax the document, to email the document, to download, to be good at technology? Are you getting really good in that area? And if not, why not? You need to spend some time increasing your skills to pay the bills. And if you're not willing to do that, then you'll probably never get paid a high amount of money and you'll work for me or for somebody else that builds businesses. Number two is an independent contractor. You have to become what? Very disciplined. Because you can work when you want to work. So most people end up going to the mall in the middle of the day, getting another latte, going to the gym when they feel like it. And they don't do business development or lead generation because they don't have a what? They don't have a vision. See how all these principles come back together, right? They're, very, they're all the same. And so if you have a clear vision, you are disciplined, you are motivated, you surround yourself by people like myself or other people that have businesses, I have 44 streams of income, then you can learn from them. And then you can migrate, migrate to the other side and you end up with not just your job, but with money working for you and systems and people. So I bought a few franchises in my life because I bought the system on how people can then plug into it and I don't have to do all the work. So I can go mm -hmm. golfing, I can go with my family, I can work on another business. And so every six months or so I start a new business and I look for a great operator. I put that operator in place and I bring them from an independent contractor, which is where most people are, right? 95% of the population. And I groom them to become a CEO of this small company. It might take me six months. And then I pull back and I'm on the, on the board of advisors, but I keep 10, 20, 30, 40, 50% of the equity of that company. And so I get paid to be an advisor, but not to work in the company. And so if you want financial freedom, you got to walk through that process of where you at in each of the four quadrants and eventually unlike what I could have done earlier in my life is I took the first three quadrants, business, self-employed, employee, and I poured the money I made into an investor and I was a terrible investor. Why? I gave $250,000 to my brother-in-law. Why? Because I didn't know any millionaires. I didn't know any people that were really wealthy. So I, gave, I worked with my peer group, people around me. Plus, growing up emotionally abandoned, I wanted to buy love. And I thought if I could impress my brother-in-law and my sister that I'm investing with them, then we're going to be friends for life and we're going to celebrate this stuff and hang out together. Well, he ended up losing all that money and our relationship deteriorated because I didn't know how to handle it. I loaned money to my two of my best friends that no longer are we in relationships because money's a funny thing, right? right. And how people respond to it. So I learned only 10 years ago, how to be a really good investor. And so now I teach people the four different quadrants, how to build an identity, what to do, what not to do. And you can't teach what you haven't experienced. I don't care what anybody says, you know, oh yeah, okay, I'm gonna, I've never really run a marathon, but I'm gonna teach you how to run, really? I wanna know what it's like on the 20 fricking fifth mile 
when I'm running that marathon and there's a guy sitting in a chair and he sees my name rock across my chest while he's drinking a beer and he's like, hey man, you only got one mile left. And my inner voice is going, yeah, fuck you. You don't know what I'm going through. <laughs> what the fuck one mile left? I'm dying here, right? Right. Because yeah. <laughs> you have never right. experienced I, you, that's not the voice that's working for me right now. Right. If there was somebody right. on the side who had run that race, they would know what to say. Right. 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 It would have been like, oh my God, you got this. I know you're dying, right. brother. You're dying. I know that. And with one mile right. left, you're going to be your own hero. That would have worked right. for me. Not like only one mile left, dude. You got this. No, you don't understand me. So, if you want to coach or teach, teach and coach what you've experienced, what you have emotional experience on, and then the person will get that you get them, and there's nothing like that. I love it. Let me ask you, though, and, and I know that man, this has just been so phenomenal. Let me ask, what are your thoughts on hiring for your weaknesses, right? Yeah. Because if if you don't know how to hire for your weaknesses, I think that that – because a lot of people, they – you talk about like you, you got to sweep the floors, you got to do all of these things. And so essentially it could be like, I got to learn everything. Are you a proponent of learning every single part of your business or hire out what you don't know? Yeah. So, you know, in business, there's things like the disc model and assessments, mm -hmm. behavioral assessments and stuff. So you get to learn what your natural tendencies are. So I'm a big picture, high D, go hard, go quick. Uh, don't like the details. So I hire people that do all the paperwork and, ha and, and handle all the details for me. So I am a thousand percent behind that. Now, that being said, if I need to do the paperwork and there's nobody else to do it, I'm going to roll up my sleeves and I'm going to do it at a hundred percent. But I totally believe you surround yourself with people that can do what you can't do. And I actually have a course called Sacred Gifts where we help identify that. I had a guy who's a CPA and, you know, following the dream. Bought a house, kid, dog, wife, and he was working around the clock to try to get ahead. And so he took my course and he realized that he had the gift of teaching. So while we were teaching him how to acquire Airbnbs, he realized that he loved to help the students in the same class. He was really good at it. And now he has his own podcast. He's called The Airbnb Guy. And he's got hundreds of students that he teaches. He's retired himself from his job. He owns two boutique hotels, 28 doors, all because we gave him the certainty of understanding that the gift that he has is the gift of teaching. And when you live into your gifts, you are in that state of flow where time disappears. You're in your genius zone. And most people never learn what that is. They guess, they feel good once in a while. They're not really sure. They never really felt like they should be a teacher or could be. I was just interviewing a guy on my podcast who was a teacher who is now an entrepreneur. And he's like, I can still teach. So I wrote a book on how to house hack. But I also learned that I'm an entrepreneur because I have the gift of service and I like to take care of my tenants. So really, you know, was it Mark Twain that said this, the two most important days in your life is when you're born and, and when you figure out why? why. Right. So I would highly recommend that if you don't know what your gifts are, I have the gift of knowledge. I have the gift of service. If you come to my house, I'll make sure you're comfortable on my couch. You have a glass of water. Um, I'll notice everything. 
because I have this gift, right? That's why I was really good as a flight attendant and in the restaurant business and running a real estate office. It's a hyper aware. I just have that gift. Now, do I have the gift of um, hospitality? No, there's a nuance. Hospitality is when I'm going to cook the dinner and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to prep everything and decorate the place. I don't give a shit about that. I want you to be comfortable. I have the gift of service, right. the gift of knowledge, the gift of, of um, facilitation. I'm a good teacher. So when you get that confirmed, it gives you such confidence. Yeah, you know what? I actually, I am a good teacher. I am a good facilitator. I can draw things out. I can't engage people with my energy because I want them to get it. I'm not right. just delivering facts, right? So yes, right. long answer to a short question is definitely find out who you are and delegate to your weaknesses. Fire, fire. If there was one thing that going back on your journey and how much wiser you are today than obviously when you first got started, what, and you, if there is one thing that you wish that you would have implemented sooner, because I know that we all say that we wouldn't change anything, or at least a lot of people do, they wouldn't change anything about their journey because it made them who they are today, which is respectable and understandable. But if there was one thing that you wish that you would have implemented sooner to accelerate your path on your dream and your journey, what would that one thing be? Um, you know, it's funny people. Oh yeah. I don't regret anything. I say, I call bullshit on that. Um, because <laughs> there is so many, like I continue to make mistakes, um, and, and mistakes in that I'm sometimes unaware that I'm of the things I'm doing because I'm, I'm not focused. And so I call those mistakes. Everything's a learning. Everything's a gift. You can go down that path, but I would say the biggest thing, and I see this all the time is people try to be the lone wolf. And I did the same thing. I was all about being um, alone because I was afraid to admit that I didn't know, especially men. Men, when they struggle, will isolate themselves. They don't want to talk about the fact that their business is struggling. They don't want to, you go golfing with a guy who's going through a divorce. You go, how's that going? He goes, yeah, it's all right. Working it out with the lawyers. Nice shot. They don't want to talk about the things that are they're struggling with. And that's why I started my mastermind group because in that group, we don't apologize for being awesome, which means that you actually get to celebrate your greatness without somebody shaming you or making you feel bad because you're they're They're not playing full out. And you also get to ask for help. And that's really difficult for most people. So I've made tons of mistakes trying to figure things out on my own. And today now, I only take advice from people that are worth $100 million when it comes to my investments. It took me a while to get a seat at that table, but I'll tell you what, is most people don't realize that you can make 50, 100% returns quite easily. Um, they just don't know where to go. And so the struggling people, you know, the rich get richer, yada, yada, yada. Um, the, poor, the poor struggling people are, have been sold this, this story that, you know, get 7% return in your mutual fund and don't lose your money. And there's another bubble and so the stock market is going to crash and cryptocurrency is bullshit. Cryptocurrency is bullshit, right? Hey, I bought Do Doge two and a half years ago at 0 0.003 cents. It's worth 40 cents today. I made 6,540% return, but it's bullshit. That's what they want you to tell you while they go ahead and buy it. So the money game is complex and 
if you're going it alone and you're making decisions like I did listening to your broke friends, it's going to be a long path. You better be freaking resilient like Casanova, man. You better have, better have his hunger to get there because you're going to get slapped around like a little bitch. Well, that's why we all have access to you. And I and but obviously that's paid access, but we can also go on social media, right? We could go on YouTube and you could just start to get the knowledge there, right? And once you make the commitment, once you make the decision that, you know, you want to take your life to the next path, that's why you have things like M1. And no matter where you are, I think there's a couple different levels of go abundance. Um, so no matter where your path is, there's something out there for you. But more importantly, it really what it comes down to is environment and relationships, right? What is the environment that you're putting yourself in every single day? Because maybe it's not there for you to do masterminding or coaching, but maybe it is just there for you to surround yourself with books and mentors from afar for you to at least start to gain the confidence. And uh, I think that that's very, very wise for anybody. But this has been a phenomenal conversation, my brother. I want to say thank you again. If nobody else has told you today, I want to say that you're amazing and we all appreciate you and the contribution that you're making every single day in this world. For anybody, the last question I have for you, where I guess there's two last ones, but one in particular, uh, which is more of a, a content question, which is, for anybody who's still listening at this and they're wa or watching this and uh, they love you, they love your wisdom, they're inspired, they're fired up, ready to go take life by their design and grab it by the horns, but they still have that little voice in their head. And that little voice says that they're not strong enough, they're not smart enough, or maybe they just don't have the resources or even the resiliency that you have. What would be the one thing that you would leave this person with to get them to just take action? Say yes and figure it out later. Jump off the cliff and grow your wings on the way down. Too many people hesitate waiting to learn the how and they give up on the opportunity. You know, we all have that voice. That voice will never stop no matter what. You know, it's, it, it changes. I was on um, Celebrity Apprentice uh, a couple of years ago, um, which was with Arnold Schwarzenegger at the time while the president was running, you know, Donald Trump was running for president. He handed the torch to him. It doesn't matter what you're going through. You're going to have a voice that says, you know, do I deserve to be in this room? Um, am I smart enough? Am I good enough? That's just your ego. That's just fear-based thinking. So the way that I overcome that, because it's always there, is I just say yes to things. Say yes to things that are bigger than you. And then you're forced to grow right? Jumping off of the, the diving board into the water requires that moment of courage. And then when you jump in the water, you're like, oh my God, that was so fun. I want to do it again. So right. you, know, you stop hesitating, trust yourself. You just, what's the worst thing that can happen? You know, I mean, be intelligent, but most people don't spend enough time learning. I've recently, Casanova said to people, you know, like, um, I was house hunting recently and I came across a guy named Hank Haney. I don't know if you know who that is, but it's a guy who wrote a book on Tiger Woods and he was Tiger Woods coach um, when he won the Masters in 2010. And I'm like, Hank Haney, I, wrote, I read the book. It was awesome. And I created rapport. I had energy. I was excited. And I said to him jokingly, um, if I buy the house, how many golf lessons does it come with? And so, you know, chuckle, chuckle, laugh, laugh. And we walk out the back and he's got a whole setup there. And he's oh, by the way, what's the struggle with your, you know, swing? And I'm like, oh my God, I got this over the top and blah, blah. He goes, let me grab a club. And so he goes, 
he videotapes me and half hour lesson. Now it probably would, you can't even get him, but if you did, it would be probably $10,000 for an hour, probably. Right? So I had that experience with him because I said yes to myself was, was I, I didn't want to, I had the voice. I don't want to bother him. I'm in his house. Who am I to ask? Right. But because I've conditioned myself to visit with the unfamiliar, it just kind of came out in a fun loving way. So I would say to your listeners, the, one of the greatest things I teach, one of the greatest things my student, um, you know, say has helped them is say yes, and you'll figure it out. You're good, man. You're good. God's got your back. You're smarter than you think. You're more capable than you, than you know. You're stronger. Just put yourself on the field and have some fun. Get in the game. Get in the game. Well, there you have it, Dream Nation. For anybody who wants to stay connected with you, we'll make sure that we put all of the links in the show notes. But where can they find you at? Rockthomas.com. I have a podcast called Rock Your Money, Rock Your Life. I have a YouTube channel, Rock Thomas. So you can get all that free information where I talk to you about, you know, how to rock your money and so you can rock your life. And of course, and you know, all the other freaking channels were all on Clubhouse and, and TikTok and Instagram and Facebook and uh, LinkedIn. I mean, we're everywhere. Everywhere. Omnipresent. No, this has, again, been so amazing. Remember Dream Nation. Just as he said, you got to take action on something. You got to get in the game. You got to have some fun because what you don't want to do is live your life with any regrets. And so remember in the dream we trust, but you must take action on that dream because otherwise it'll only merely be a fantasy. That's all for this one. We'll catch you on the next one. If you've gotten anything out of this episode, do me a favor and head on over to iTunes if you have access and leave me a review. My whole goal is to make sure that I'm serving you all the right way. You're my tribe. You're who I care about. You're why I do this. So if you want to give me any type of thanks or if you want to let me know whatever your thoughts or your feelings are from this episode or any of the episode that you've listened to, leave me a rating or review. And also, if you're looking for more tips, strategies, and even resources when it comes to leveling up your real estate game, Head on over to dreamnationacademy.com. We have a really cool real estate section there. And it's something that I wish that I would have had when I first got started in real estate. So that's dreamnationacademy.com. Don't wait. I'll see you on the other side. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.